The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Earlier this month, the New York Times reported that the Trump, ca- the Trump campaign officials had had multiple contacts with Russian intelligence agents during the 2016 presidential campaign. The next day, deputy FBI, the deputy FBI director told White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus that the report was not true, and FBI Director James Comey allegedly repeated that to Priebus later. The White House pushed back hard to discredit the Times story, and according to the Washington Post, it put the CIA director and other senior intelligence officials, as well as senior members of Congress, in touch with the media to undercut the story and after the FBI had refused to go on the record. Was all of this legal and proper? Was it okay for the FBI to tell the White House about the status of its investigation into this matter? Here to talk with us about that is Matt Miller, a partner at Villanovo, who was the director of the Office of Public Affairs at the Department of Justice during the Obama administration. Matt, what are the rules in the federal government about FBI contact with the White House on pending investigations? So there are a couple things that are relevant here. One is that the FBI, under longstanding practice that applies not just to the White House, but anyone that they're investigating, they don't, you know, they don't inform the subjects of their investigations uh, what is true in a news story, what's not true. So if you're a major bank that's being investigated by the FBI and the New York Times writes a story and you call them up, they won't tell you, oh, no, that, that thing you read in the story is not true because they don't do that. And, of course, in this case, the White House, um, the White House may not be a subject of investi- this investigation, but we know that the president's campaign associates are, uh, and the president's campaign is, and you know, potentially the president himself, and there are a number of people in that White House who worked on the campaign. So th- there, is a, there is a problem there with the FBI communicating with them, and then it's, it's compounded by the fact that there are longstanding Department of Justice guidelines that say, that, that say any contact between the Justice Department, of which the FBI is a component, and the White House are supposed to be funneled through very uh, prescribed channels, typically through the White House Counsel's Office, uh, lawyer to lawyer, um, to make sure there is no communication about an investigation, because then there's the, the potential for the White House to tamper with that investigation, to try to influence it, to try to pressure the FBI. Matt, do we know from the FBI that the FBI actually did tell the White House things about the investigation, or is that coming from the White House? It's all coming from the White House, um, and and that is a problem here because um, I don't think this is a partisan thing to say. The White House, this White House, has a credibility problem. There are a number of, you know, documented instances in which the White House has said things that turn out later to not be true. So it's been reported that that um, the direct deputy. It's been reported from the White House to reporters that the deputy director said these reports were BS. Those were the the, the, the quotes. 
um, uh, they used. We don't know if that's exactly what they said. It could be that there was some minor thing that they would quibble with in that New York Times story, but that doesn't mean uh, the entire story was wrong or the import of the story was wrong. And the FBI so far has neither commented on it uh, on the record, nor if you look at the reporters that are covering this closely, they're not even really getting a lot of background guidance from the Bureau. Well, Matt, if this is Department of Justice guidelines, you have a new attorney general in place, you have a new president and a new White House chief of staff and all the rest of it in the administration. Couldn't they have just changed the rules if they wanted to? Well, they could, but as far as we know, they haven't. Um, They have made no indication that they withdrew um, uh, those guidelines. but, you know, that is a, a big underlying problem. You know, there is a, a longstanding practice that DOJ is independent, that the president can't tell or the president doesn't tell the attorney general who to prosecute and by the same token doesn't tell the attorney general, here's what you shouldn't investigate. But it's not in the Constitution anywhere. It's not in law. It's not even in regulation. It's just longstanding uh, norm because that's what prevents us from becoming a banana republic. Um, but if the if the attorney general were to you know, withdraw those guidelines and institute new ones, he certainly could, but it would be a major weakening of the rule of law. And I think that's something that, that people would really look at with great concern about what it means for the future of independent law enforcement. Matt, you have several committees investigating this, and the Senate Intelligence Committee is, is one of those. The top Democrat on that, Mark Warner, warned the panel's chairman over reports that the Republican work with the White House to try to squash the negative stories about Russian interference in last year's elections, calling it a threat to the integrity of, of the congressional probe. Is there any way that Congress can investigate this with the number of Republicans that are going to be involved in different ways? Or should there be an independent investigator? You know, I think there ought to be an independent investigator. I, I've long thought that the the Intelligence Committee, even if it could conduct a fair investigation, isn't a great channel because um, uh, what a lot of what they do is classified. At the end of the day, if they write a report, they're dependent upon uh, the White House and the administration to tell them what they can declassify. I think it needs to be uh, an independent commission, and that, and that's even that that's even more true now when you see reports that the the person, the chairman of that committee, who is supposedly uh, investigating the the this this um, uh, this potential con- uh, potential collusion between the campaign and the Russian government is taking direction from the White House about how to manage stories. It it gives you you know gives me and I think it gives a lot of other people great doubts that that investigation really is independent and the only solution to that is to take it out of the hands of that chairman um, and put it into an independent commission. Well, Matt, back to the. Uh the question of how this should have been handled. Uh, You know, you mentioned that this White House has a credibility problem. Certainly the press doesn't seem to believe them right now on a lot of things. And so when they're faced with a situation like this, where let's assume for the moment the the Times report was incorrect, isn't it a little unfair to say, well, you just have to, you know, you can't get the folks who actually know about this involved to deny it? Wouldn't that be, you know, unfair and frustrating for the White House? Well, so here here is the the issue with that. Um, yes, that's true, but that's 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 largely the case when you are um, 
Uh, say you, when you are the subject of an investigation uh, by independent law enforcement, you may think a report is not true, but no one else uh, in the universe can then go to the FBI and direct them to go out and correct it. The problem is, you know, what what is known in military circles here is command influence. You know, the FBI, the director of the FBI ultimately can be fired by the president, uh, the head of the CIA, and one of the other people who who apparently got on the phone with reporters can be fired with the president. The White House um, media disputes between uh, the FBI and the CIA and other intelligence agencies. So there's a reason they are supposed to be independent from the White House, uh, is so that there cannot be this sort of pressure and influence that leads them to, to doing something uh, that they should not do. Well, so, Matt, I, we're, we're about out of time. I want to thank uh, Matt Miller from Vianovo, a partner of Vianovo, from B, for being here on Bloomberg Law. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks to our technical director, uh, Chris Tricomi, and our producer, David Sutcherman. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson. Carol, what have you got coming up? What are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a company that makes video games with some cool properties. Uh, also going to talk about Warren Buffett out with his investor letter over the weekend. He had a lot to say. He always has a lot to say, doesn't he? And we all listen, don't we? <laughs> That's right. That's coming up straight ahead on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.